Hello, good day friends. Welcome to another edition of New Kingdom Realities and I'm your anchor Edusa. And so we shall be looking at another, we are still looking at, we think it's a continuation of um, the series we started a while ago, which is some things about Satan. We shall be looking at part three. Just before we start, let us have a word of prayer. We shall be praying for revelation and knowledge, efficiency, efficiency. Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance and the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards what who believe according to the according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Let us pray. Oh, 
Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the grace, for the mercy, for the strength, for the all trans. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And so we'll be continuing from where we stopped some things about Satan. And just a recap. In the last time, we talked about that, how that Satan's sin was in the beginning, as we saw in First John chapter three. First John chapter three. I'm just going to be reading that. First John chapter three. I read from verse seven. It said, "Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous." And said, "He that committed sins of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil." Hallelujah. So we see that the devil sinned from the beginning, and we saw that Satan's sin was in the transgression of Adam. So Satan's sin was not extraterrestrial, not that he rebelled against God. No, no, no. That's not it. Satan's sin was that he deceived he deceived Eve and he made Adam to disobey God. That it was Satan's sin. That was that was the sin of Satan. Hallelujah. And based of that and based of that he was punished. Hallelujah. So hallelujah. So we saw another thing again. We looked at how that Satan's work before the cross after thereafter was that of oppression, as we see in Acts 10 said how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healed all of them that was oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So Jesus Christ was manifested to destroy the works of Satan. So before Jesus Christ's incarnation, what Satan did to mankind was to oppress man with sin, was to oppress man with sickness, and was to oppress man with death. Even in Hebrews, let's look at it. Hebrews made us see something in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. It says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the sin, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that he is the devil. So it is very important for us to understand that what that Satan had the power of death. So he oppressed with sickness and he oppressed with death also. So as we can even see in Luke chapter 13, in Luke chapter 13, in Luke chapter 13, 
in Luke chapter 13, I'll read from verse 10. He said, and, I, and he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. He said, and when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou loose from the infirmity. Verse 13 said, And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day, and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to walk, in them therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or his axe from the store, and lead him away to watering? And ought not this woman? Woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had bound, lo, these eighteen years, been loosened on the Sabbath day. Very that look, you know, when woman, what they saw was just a woman that was bowed down, that could know why herself up, but they did not know that it was Satan that oppressed that bound. So, but Jesus Christ came and exposed the. This what you see is the works of Satan. That it was Satan that had blown these 18 years. So Satan oppressed people with sickness, oppressed people with death, hallelujah. And so so that. But however, that this will be moving on forward, this will be continuing. That Jesus Christ, when Jesus Christ came, Jesus Christ upon his death, burial, and resurrection. One of the things he did, aside the fact that he took care of sin, he forgave us of all our iniquities, past, present, and future. One of the things Jesus Christ did was to strip Satan of all his authority. Was to strip Satan of all his authority. He stripped Satan upon the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Satan's authority was stripped. Satan today no longer have the authority to oppress with sickness or to oppress with death. I repeat, Satan today no longer have the authority to oppress with sickness or to oppress with death. Anywhere you see sickness, anywhere you see death, you and and you must know, you must understand that Satan does not have such authority anymore. And the reason is simple because Jesus Christ stripped Satan of his authority. Hallelujah. Let's look at let's look at it. Uh, let's look at John twelve thirty one. John 12, John 12, 31, hallelujah. I read, he said, Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall this Jesus Christ speaking. He said, Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. That word cast out does not necessarily mean to be thrown out. No, that word cast out is the Greek word ekbalu. Ekbalu, it means to be deprived of the power and influence that Satan exercises in the world. Hallelujah. This is very eye-opener. This is very eye-opener. Satan does not have that kind of authority that we think that Satan has again in the world. If there's anything that Satan has, as we will look on as the teaching progresses, is that he just has the ability to tempt and to lure. But to oppress with sickness and to oppress with death, Satan does not have such authority anymore. Hallelujah. And that is because Jesus Christ deprived Satan of the power and of the influence that he exercises in the world. Hallelujah. Let's also look at let's look at Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. 
Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. I'll read from verse I'll read from verse 12. He said, Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the oppression of God, who had raised him from the dead, and you being dead in your sins and your circumcision of your flesh, had he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us which was contrary to us and took it out of the way nailing it to his cross and having spoiled principalities and powers he made a show of them openly that word spoiled is the greek word apepdomai it means to disarm to strip off from, for one's own advantage it means what jesus christ did was to disarm Satan, was to strip Satan of all the authority, of all the influences that he exercises for his own advantage, for the advantage of Jesus. And whatsoever he did, we must understand that he did it for us as us. So as Jesus Christ was being, and he did it not, not that he went into, um, into hell and was fighting with Satan. No, it was the power that raised up Christ from the dead was the power that disarmed Satan forever. Hallelujah. So it was that power, that power that raised up Christ from the dead that brought about resurrection. That is the same power. The moment he was being raised from the dead was the moment that he disarmed principalities and powers, including Satan. Including Satan. And he did it for his advantage. How be it our advantage, our advantage, our advantage, hallelujah, hallelujah, it's very understandable, we must understand this, that today Satan does not exercise that kind of authority or that kind of influence that he wears, that we think he wears, before the cross, he had so much authority, he had so much power, he could do and undo, he could maim, he could oppress, he could do whatsoever he wants to do, but upon the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that authority was stripped him. He no longer has that authority anymore, even in the earth. He no longer has that authority. I'll do another series, White Men Fall Sick and Why All Things Happen to People and all of that. But we must understand that Satan no longer has that authority anymore. He no longer has that authority anymore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we will not look forward next to see now where is Satan now and what does he do now? It will say that he has been stripped of all his authority and power and influences which influences in the world. So where is he today now and what does he do today? Hallelujah. So we shall be looking at him. Satan we must understand the fact that Satan is in the spirit realm. He's in the spiritual, meaning that he's in the heavenly. We can safely say Satan is in the heavenly. The heavenly, that is the realm that cannot be seen with the physical eyes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 12. Ephesians 6, 12. It said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high. Hallelujah. Or wicked spirits in the heavenlies. Hallelujah. That word high is the Greek word eporanos. It simply means the heavenlies. It simply means the heavenlies. And when we are talking about the heavenlies, we are talking about the realm that cannot be seen with the human eyes. There is a realm around us. 
there is a world around us which we cannot see with our physical eyes except our eyes be opened to see by the spirit of god we cannot see that realm how big our spirit is in contact with that realm i talked about spiritual anatomy how that our spirit is in touch with the spiritual realm our physical body is in touch with the physical with, the, with this physical edge that we see the material world meanwhile our mind is the interface between the spiritual realm and the physical realm. Hallelujah. That is the spiritual anatomy. But that is not the focus of this lesson. The focus of this lesson is that Satan is not in hellfire. I've done a teaching on hell versus wrath. You can go there and look at hell versus wrath. Look at what it means by hell, what it means by wrath, and all of those things. But the point I'm trying to make today is that Satan is not in hell. Satan is not in any hellfire, as most people think. We've always thought that Satan is in one hellfire. No, 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 no. Satan is in the spirit. <laughs> Just the same way we have God in the spirit. We have angels in the spirit. We have demons in the spirit. We also have Satan in the spirit. Hallelujah. We also have Satan in the spirit. And what does he do? Hallelujah. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 5 from verse 8. 1 Peter chapter 5 from verse 8. 1 Peter chapter 5, I'll read from verse 8. It says, be sober, be vigilant. Hallelujah. That is the main thing there. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a rowling lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Hallelujah. So what the devil does today is to seek whom he may devour. So he devours, but he cannot devour all by himself. And that is the difference between before the resurrection and after the resurrection. Before the resurrection, that woman, as we read in Luke chapter 13, that woman perhaps did not just know what was going on, but Satan just from nowhere just oppressed and that was it. Afflicted woman and the woman became bowed down in, and could in no wise lift up herself up. And there were so many like that. Being afflicting people with leprosy, afflicting people with uh, epilepsy and all, all manners and all the man. But that is not so when we see it after the resurrection. After the resurrection, he seek whom he may devour. And seeking whom he may devour is that he hides behind the scenes. He cannot do that all by himself. He needs your cooperation. He needs your will to be able to destroy you. He needs your will to be able to destroy you. He needs your cooperation to be able to destroy you. And for a man to be destroyed by Satan, it means that man must have rejected God again and again and again and again and again for him to be destroyed by Satan. Satan on his own cannot just destroy. You need to, you need to seek you out. It's like a, 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 he needs to with to, to see you as wheat. He needs to see you as wheat. Bring you to a place of isolation and now devour you. On his own he cannot. He cannot. He cannot. He cannot. Because that authority has been stripped him. Hallelujah. But let us see how he now does that. So he seeks to destroy, but he cannot destroy all by himself. So what he does is to tempt and to deceive. Hallelujah. So the major things in which Satan does today is to tempt and to deceive. I will say it before that temptation is not temptation unless it is tempting. He entices. 
he tempts, he lures, he tricks, he crafts, crafty. That is what he does today. So the two major things that Satan does today is to tempt and to deceive into a place where he cannot destroy you. No, not him destroy you. He cannot, he cannot intend and deceive you into a place where you cannot self-destruct. Because today, he cannot deal as per just going on his own way and destroy you. It, he has to tempt you, deceive you into a place where you now self-destruct. And that's what he does today. And that is the essence of this teaching, some things about Satan. We are knowing so that if we understand these things, we can guard ourselves the more. We can be more vigilant. We can be more sober in this earth that we are living. So that we can live our full lives. We can live our full potentials. I know all of these things are not easy, but the Spirit of God is helping us. The Spirit of God is guiding us. The Spirit of God is teaching us. He's helping us. The Spirit of God is aids us. He aids us against the enemy. Hallelujah. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10. Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10. Ephesians 6 from verse 10. He said, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The wiles of the devil. See, that is what Satan does today, is to throw wiles at us. Let's look at what that wiles means. Wiles in the Greek is methodia. It means the cunning acts, the deceits, the crafts, the trickery. Anywhere you see deceits, anywhere you see craftiness, anywhere you see trickery, you're talking about Satan. You're talking about Satan. That is what he hides in behind. He's not bold. He has been stripped of all authority, so he's not bold. He hides behind the scenes to deceive, to trick, to be crafty in our minds to a place where we cannot self-destruct. That is what Satan does today. So many people that are self-destroying themselves, you see people that they, they get to a point, they self-destruct, they take drugs, they take drugs and they self-destruct. See people, they fornicate, fornicate, fornicate and self-destruct. You see people, they, they do adultery, do adultery, they destroy their homes, they self-destruct. Behind those things is no other than Satan the devil. Behind those things, know that are Satan the devil. I'm here to tell you that Satan the devil is still self, is still, is still making people to self-destruct as we still speak today. And that is the essence of today's teaching. To tell us that look, it's not easy, but let us hold firm to our calling. Amen. Hallelujah. So that is what the devil, the wiles, the coming acts, the deceit, the craft, the trickery, the crafts us, craftiness. Deceitfulness, it tempts us into a place where we now self-destruct. God is not the one destroying us today. No, God in 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 the other hand, God is even trying, is even trying to help us. God is even trying to aid us against the enemy. But because of our limited knowledge, because of our limited knowledge, you see, we are looks as if we are struggling. But the Lord will help us. 
The Lord will help us. I pray, I pray, and I pray for everyone listening to the sound of my voice. I don't know what your situation may be like. I don't know what you might be going through. I don't know the kind of trick, the kind of deceit that Satan will have been playing on either you or on either your family. I pray today that the Lord will help you. The Lord will aid you against the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's also look at 1 Corinthians 7 verse Verse 5. 1 Corinthians 7 verse 5. 1 Corinthians 7 verse 5. It said, Defraud ye not one the other, except it be consent for a time, that ye may give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and come together again, and Satan tempt you not for your incontinence. So we see it. Satan tempts. He tempts. After the cross, he tempts. After the cross, he deceives. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is 2 Corinthians 2, verse 5 to 11. 2 Corinthians 2, Corinthians 2 verse 5 to 11. He said, I'll read from verse from verse 8. He said, Wherefore, I beseech you that ye would confirm your love toward him. For to this end also did I write, that I might know the proof of you, whether ye be obedient in all things. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgive anything, to whom I forgive it, for your sakes, forgive I it in the person of Christ. Lest Satan should get advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So Satan what has devices. Those devices are what I just, I just enumerated. Those are the wows of the devil. In fact, they are wows of the devil. It requires a lot of spiritual maturity to be able to know that uh-uh, this is Satan at work. Satan is destroying homes. Is is tempting homes. When I mean get me, when I mean destroying, I mean is leading you into a point. Is tempting you into a point where you self-destruct. How be it? It's not like he's the one directly destroying, but it's, it's leading you to a point. Is is tricking you to a point where you self-destruct your home, where you self-destruct your family. Where you self-destruct your life. That is Satan. That is what he is doing today. And as Christians, what do we do to Satan and his cause today? We take a stand by the power of God, which is at work in us. Hallelujah. So what is our responsibility as Christians today? We take a stand. Hallelujah. As we see in Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6, I read from verse 11. It said, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore having your loins guard about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of faith, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always, with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto, with all perseverance and supplication for all sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, the apostle enumerated several things. He enumerated, he enumerated the whole armor of God. 
It talked about having your loins guide about with truth and having them on the breastplate of righteousness. It talks about your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. It talks about taking on the shield of faith. It talks about taking on the word of God, the sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation. What he's just trying to say is that be in the spirit. Be in the spirit. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Hallelujah. So this is how we take a stand. So what do we do as believers today is to take a stand against the devil. We take a stand against the devil by our total committal to God, by our devotion to God, by our committal and our devotion to God. That's how we take a stand. You see, all these things is just to say that we should walk in the Spirit. Galatians chapter I read from Galatians chapter. I read from Galatians chapter five. I read from verse twenty-five. He said, "If we live in the spirit, that word is since. Since we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit." In other words, how we can take a stand against the devil is to walk in the spirit. Hallelujah! And some of the things we can do: be in a good Bible-believing church. This my program. My program is just to enumerate some things there. But the major thing is that it's for you to be in a church. This does not take the place of your presence in the local church. In fact, it's been said that the greatest um, tool against them, against them, I'm not going to put it now, that the greatest tool against them of faithfulness is what? Faithfulness in the local church. Hallelujah. So it does not take away your presence, but this is just a way, it's just to generate some things for you to be equipped, further equipped. Hallelujah. So be in the spirit at all times. Pray, study, study the word of God. Go out for evangelism. Reach out to people, attend church service, and by so doing, we'll be able to overcome the devil, even as we have overcome the devil. And my time is up. God bless you.